Welcome to A Prayer Practice, a weekly podcast by The Gathering. I'm Kelly Weber, and I'm a spiritual director. A spiritual director is someone who accompanies you as you share your spiritual journey, helping you to notice God's presence and activity along the way. Spiritual direction is a ministry that helps you grow in prayer, in authenticity, and into your calling. Today is a prayer for Christmas incarnation. As a theater teacher, one of the notes I'm constantly giving young actors is to resist playing the end at the beginning. Play the moment you're in now. Don't telescope the end of the story into this present moment. In the same way, it frustrates me when people layer Easter on top of Christmas. I mean, can we not play the end at the beginning, please? To say that Jesus was born to die for our sins is telescoping the whole story, truncating it into a quid pro quo algorithm. Jesus was born to live and to teach us how to live. That might even be jumping too far. Let's just say Jesus was born. And here's what's amazing about that. Ronald Rollheiser, the oblate priest, says that at Christmas, we celebrate the incarnation where we are fundamentally changed from being theists or people who believe in God to Christians or people who believe in a God who was made flesh in Christ. Why is that a big deal? Well, I, I love the way Rawlheiser talks about incarnation. So I'm going to share a bit of his teaching with you. See, once the word is made flesh, God is no longer separate, hidden, but is now Emmanuel, God with us. Nikos Kazantzakis, I probably didn't say that right, the author of Zorba the Greek, once told this parable. A man came up to Jesus, frustrated about the hiddenness of God. Rabbi, he said, I am an old man. During my whole life, I have always kept the commandments. Every night of my life, I have not retired to my bed without first saying my prayers. But I look at the stars and wait, wait for God to come so that I might see him. I have waited for years and years, but in vain. Why doesn't God reveal himself? Jesus, in response, smiles gently and says, Once upon a time, there was a marble throne at the eastern gate of a great city. On this throne sat 3,000 kings. All of them called upon God to appear so that they might see him. But all of them went to their graves with their wishes unfulfilled. Then, when these kings had died, a pauper, barefooted and hungry, came and sat upon that throne. God, he whispered. The eyes of a human being cannot look directly at the sun, for they would be blinded. How then can they look directly at you? Have pity, Lord. Temper your strength. Turn down your splendor so that I, who am poor and afflicted, may see you. God heard his prayer and became a piece of bread, a cup of cool water, a warm tunic a hut, and in front of the hut, a woman giving suck to an infant. Thank you, Lord, he whispered. 
You humbled yourself for my sake. You became bread, water, a warm tunic, and my wife and son in order that I might see you. And I did see you. I bow down and worship your beloved, many-faced face. As poet John Shea says, through Jesus' birth, through incarnation, Jesus made God as accessible as the village well. We celebrate many things at Christmas, but the birth of Emmanuel, God with us, is the incarnational reality of a God who makes himself known to us in the smallest, most ordinary of things. And here's the good news. Jesus wasn't just a 30-year experiment in incarnation. No, Jesus is the invitation for us all to be the embodiment of love and grace and joy and peace and kindness and patience. To live the life that Jesus modeled, living, breathing embodiment. But again, we can't play the end at the beginning. Incarnation is not resurrection. Incarnation is vulnerable, messy, and capable of suffering. Jesus does not abolish suffering, but is with us in it. We can also celebrate Christmas in the midst of pain. I met with a pastor today who just led a blue Christmas service at her church. I had never heard of this before. But it's a service where you can come to celebrate Christmas without having to leave behind your suffering. It's a space to acknowledge and offer one's struggles and say, Beloved, anoint my pain with your presence. Rawheiser says, Christmas does not ask us to make believe. Howard Thurman, the theologian, mystic, and civil rights activist, understood this call to incarnation. Hear his poem. Now the work of Christmas begins. When the song of angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. Dear Jesus, keep us from conjuring the Christmas we think we should have. Instead, allow us to make space for the Christmas that is, and only is, you. Teach us to stay in the moment of new life a little longer, in the moment of enfleshment, of first steps, of gurgling laughter. Help us not to skip over your life, but invite us in as we invite you into our hands and feet to do your work. Show us where we may be bread for the hungry and a cool cup of water for those that thirst. Let Christmas be our own annunciation. 
Let us see you, O God, in all your messy humanness that made blood and tears sacred. Let us gaze into your beloved, many-faced face. And whatever we are this day, let it be enough. Anoint our pain with your presence so that we may be present in the flesh to our lives. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. Take Howard Thurman's words as a blessing that you can carry into the 12 days of Christmas with you. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, and when the shepherds were back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. May we find the lost and be so found. May we heal the broken and be made whole. May we feed the hungry and be satiated ourselves. May we release the prisoner and in turn be freed. May we rebuild the nations and in doing so be empowered. May we bring peace among the people and so find peace. May we make music in our hearts and sing our songs for all to hear. Be well, friends. Join me next time as we continue our practice. Merry Christmas.